You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We had a call in Audible this morning. These things happen. People have lives. Mm. Regular life gets in the way of being a guest on our show. Shai Davidi was supposed to join us on that fiasco of a press conference yesterday from Ross Atkins. Saying, don't worry about it. What we got here is fine. We're good enough. We just got to get better internally. I think we have plenty of power to drive and run. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, who are you playing third base? Don't worry about it. Yeah, and Dalton Varsho lays down a bunt. He's going to be out at first base. It is 1-1. We're going to the top of the 16th. Yeah. Love me some Dalton Varsho. Power bat. Look out. He's great defensively, though. Run saved. Um, oh, yes. so Trial Davidi, um is stuck at the passport office, so he can't join us, mm. which is unfortunate because he wanted to talk to Shy. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to do our big bets brought to you by Sports Select at the bottom of the hour, and uh, we'll play uh, some of your text messages. Incredible. I talked about it in the 6 o'clock hour. Um, two things I think that make me very un-Canadian. Uh, the World Junior Hockey Championship doesn't get my juices flowing, and I'm not really a fan of the tragically hip. Uh, you've got some good ones rolling in at 960, 960. We'll play some of those to wrap up today's program. Yes, we will. Very good. Also, uh, it's a Flames game day. Uh, they're in Nashville tonight to play the Predators. We'll be all over it like a dirty shirt tomorrow. The Cobra will be in studio, too, to break it down. Mm. But uh, Mr. Elliot Friedman, uh, who got duped by Greg Millen and the uh, and the staff by sitting, <laughs> uh, making Elliot sit in the front seat of the cab, and that's Bob, McCool, uh, Bob Colespot. Uh, he was on the NHL Network this morning and said something very, very interesting about the Calgary goaltending uh, situation. Uh, let's play Freege on the NHL Network and react to said clip. Go. Yeah, well, I want to add a little context because this okay. is only seven seconds. So Elliot was doing his normal hit on the NHL Network. Um, the main topic du jour was... The New Jersey Devils need goaltending help. And the question was, who are some of the names that could be out there? And they threw up a graphic, and it had five names on it. John Gibson, Capo Kakinen, Jake Allen. Um, I'm forgetting there was a fourth name on there as well. And then, of course, Jacob Markstrom was also on the list. Uh, He went through each... Merzlikens. One, uh, Elvis Merzlikens was the fifth. He went through each individual goaltender, and he kind of laid out a case for why they should be in the conversation with the Devils. His thoughts on Jacob Markstrom were very brief. Markstrom has a no-move clause. So, number one, he has to agree to anything. So, that's the biggest challenge there. That's all he said on Jacob Markstrom. Okay. So, it's um, essentially everything that we said in the offseason as far as trading him. The no-move clause is the problem. But at the same time, New Jersey? Would he he wave? I think that there's a a lot of things that would go into that discussion, George. Um, It's something I've brought up, and you kind of try to shoot me down every time I want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, there's no way it's unlikely to trade Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, and, and my points were always... You know, if you were going, like, we talked about it in the offseason quite a bit, and you did bring it up, and every time I would shoot it down, and I would always say the same thing. He's got the no-move clause. 
So unless it is a legit contender, you know, I didn't see him say no. The other thing there was that I think that they liked the idea of having him around Dustin Wolf in more of a tandem role as Wolf makes his ascent to the NHL. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, goaltenders are at a premium this year. Oof, are they ever? And if the New Jersey Devils come calling with, I don't know, some of these really high-end prospects that they have, an Alexander Holtz, a Simon Nemich, a, you know, you're not going to get one of the Hughes, or you're not going to get the younger Hughes brother, but... You know, I, I would wonder about some of the other prospects that they have because they've drafted quite well because they've been quite high in the draft for some years here. Um, See, but but that's what I'm interested in. It's what is what is a guy like Jacob Markstrom potentially worth, right? Like goaltending, just, just the value for goaltending isn't what it used to be. But now because there's such a scarcity at the position, like I'm not I'm not even sure what he would be worth. Like that's the thing, right? I think he's like, worth I think he's worth a lot because I I've constantly said it. I think he is in that top 8 kind of goaltender echelon that if you don't have one of those 8 guys, you're constantly looking for someone that can fill that hole. Do, do you think the Flames would be willing to eat some of his contract to use one of their three spots up on Jacob Markstrom? So this is where things start to get complicated, right? on a Jacob Markstrom trade and retaining because ideally I think the Flames, not ideally, but right now, the Flames have all three of their retention spots available. They currently have three UFAs, right? So I could see them trying to use all three retention spots on their current UFAs, Elias Lindholm, Chris Tanev, and... Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin. And you would get all of them under $2.5 bucks if you retained half the percentage. But then, it, then if you do all three of those, all three retention slots are, are held up. Now, that being said... If this is maybe something that you can approach in the offseason, those retention spots will be gone on July 1st. So all of a sudden, they're available again if you want to go down the path at that point. This is a $6 million goaltender. I think he's worth $6 million. The question is, can the Devils fit him in at $6 million? He'll be signed for two more years after this. So I don't think that that impedes what you would want to do with your roster in those two years if you end up holding on to $1 million, $2 million, something like that. I, here's the thing. Where are you going to get the most value for that retained spot? And if you can make this happen in season, that would be cool. But I think you, I think Tanev's it, it depends the guy on what you value can, you get you get the most for, right? And you look around Tanev's the teams the, and where they're going to go. Yeah, I, certain guys will fit into certain systems with the money they're currently at. Like Lindholm like, has a couple of spots that he could fit into. Chris Tanev, if he's going to Toronto, you need to retain. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanev's the guy to me that potentially you can get away with not retaining anything because he'd be very, very highly sought after. Mm. Like, the price isn't the same as it would be for a Hannafin or a Lindholm to get Chris Tanev, and the caveat would be not retaining any salary. Mm-hmm. But I think the Flames, if the prospects are right, I think they'd be in a position to retain some of Jacob Markstrom's salary the next couple seasons. And also, um, it's always a plus when you're dealing from a position of strength, right? Because I'm sure the organization would love to hand the net over to Dustin Wolf. I think that would be something that they'd want to do, and you have a very capable backup in Dan Vladar, and maybe 
Wolf turns into a Vesna Trophy caliber goaltender in the NHL because he's he's won at every single level. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's competed at. He's he's exceeded expectations everywhere. Now, can he do it at the NHL level? And if you're the New Jersey Devils, you definitely have Stanley Cup aspirations. And Jacob Markstrom, does it give you a leg up on a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference? Hell yeah. I would say so. Outside of that tandem, well, obviously, Shesterkin in with the Rangers. I don't know how but serious then you, can you go are toe to about toe the with Islanders them. and Sorokin. Like, but you look at even the Eastern Conference and the goaltending landscape in the East, outside of like guys like Vasilevsky, like the Devils will be right there then and potentially, you know, be a, they're already a although they've had a disappointing season so far, not up to their standards and injuries have played a part in that. But if you're the Devils, like Jacob Markstrom makes you even a more rock solid Stanley Cup contender and gives you a legitimate shot at winning a Stanley Cup is just what the price tag would be. And I don't and I don't think the Flames and, would and be here's the other thing. Dougie yep. Hamilton's on LTIR and not coming back to the playoffs. So all of a sudden the Devils just have a ton of money they have available for within this season. That's yeah. $9 million. That's currently on injured reserve, but if they move yeah. that to LTIR, right. all of a sudden, money's not a problem this year. But here's another question for you. Uh-huh. We know that the rebuild word is a dirty word around here. Yeah. Apparently. Retool would be a... Whatever. Maybe, uh... like, <laughs> it's semantics, yeah, right? I like, know, it's just whatever. Now, if Jacob Markstrom's still on the Calgary Flames... He gives you a legitimate chance to make it to the playoffs. Would ownership be like, well, no, our goaltender's playing very well. He could potentially drag us into the postseason. How about we not trade him? Do you think that's a scenario that could play its way out? Ah, uh, I think that if the de- if if the deal is there and Craig Conroy goes to ownership and says, listen, I don't think that we're getting anything better than this over the next two years and – on top of that, this is a situation that the goaltender has agreed to do to to wave for. Then you kind of have to jump at the opportunity. Um, that's kind of the way I see it. Like the, we talk a lot about this season, and I, as much as people in the city like to say, like, oh yeah, like the playoff revenue for the Flames, it's all they really care about. I don't know if that. I don't really feel the same way. I don't feel the same way at all. I think Murray Edwards wants to win, and. If you're going, if you're going to be realistic and lay out, hey, listen, Jacob Markstrom might be able to drag us into the playoffs, but it's literally going to be dragging us in, especially because I'm going to trade away these other three guys, and we're going to be icing half an AHL roster, especially on the blue line. Mm-hmm. Then what are we really talking about here? Right? Like, do you want that one round of revenue? Sure. Or do you want, uh? top-end prospect that you can sell a whole bunch of jerseys for, you know, some draft picks, some other things that you can, you know, you can twist the revenue other ways if you want to do it that way. That That's kind of how I feel. I don't know if, yeah. I don't I don't think that ownership would put the foot down, and this is me having no inside information whatsoever, but I don't think that they would put the foot down and say, no, we got to get in the playoffs. Keep the goalie. The package is good, but keep the goalie. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the mindset they would have, personally. Well, I, I think the uh, and we talked to Greg Millen about it just now, and I think, you know, Jacob Markstrom heading into uh, the summer, 
uh, coming off a down year, making $6 million, I think there were some question marks surrounding Jacob Markstrom. Can he bounce back? Will he be back that guy? And again, the numbers don't look as maybe spectacular as maybe they should compared to what his play is. I think the eye test is better than the actual numbers he's putting down right now on the season. But although spectacular in December, he has been the team's best player. Mm-hmm. He is on that short list of one of the better goaltenders in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge advantage for the Flames that look at all the teams that they're struggling. Look at what the Leafs are doing. Like they they called up their fifth string goaltender. Like you just look around the league, who do they who do teams have to stop the puck? And the Flames just have a, an abundance of guys who are they're confident that they can put in the crease that gives them a legitimate chance to win night in night out. Yeah, maybe it is time. Now would be the perfect time to explore potentially a Jacob Markstrom trade. That, of course, if he's willing to waive, I'm not sure. Maybe he doesn't want to go to New Jersey. I don't like, know. Here's the one thing as far as waving and why I think New Jersey is the team that makes a lot of sense. Um, they're obviously in a position to win. There are some guys that he would know there, like Tyler Toffoli from last sure. season, and I think both of them have a very competitive nature to them that would kind of see... I- Eye to eye. And the other thing here, one last point, George. Mm -hmm. Elias Lindholm's probably not going to be here. That's one of his best guys. Chris Tanev, not going to be here. One of his best guys. uh, Noah Hannafin, been a defenseman in front of Markstrom for, what, five years now? Not going to be here. So that's another thing that I think to to keep in in mind here is that, A, the Devils are a good team, and they're going to be a good team for the next couple of years. And, B, a lot of his boys are probably going out the door by the deadline. Sure. I, again, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just think, I think some of that's just a little, I think we talk about that kind of stuff a little too much that they all understand it's a business, right? And I think it'd be a more of the aspect of he has a better chance of winning a Stanley Cup in the New Jersey Devils. And the guy, he's not getting any younger, the, the windows, you know, can he win a Stanley Cup here with the Calgary Flames within the next two seasons of his deal? Probably not. Can he potentially do that with the New Jersey Devils, with the roster they have and young, exciting talent? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that would supersede anything about relationships, personal relationships he has with any of the team. And you're right. Like, he looks at what, what potentially they could deal. Yeah, the, the writing's on the wall. This is this is a retool, rebuild, whatever the hell you want to call it. And he would be well aware of what's happening. And he's been so good that, yeah, the NHL's starting to take notice. And why wouldn't the Devils? take notice potentially to grab a guy like Jacob Markstrom. You don't think Tree would love to have Markstrom in his net right now to solidify like, listen, that spot? If Jacob Markstrom is available to contenders, he's easily the top prize on the market for netminders because there's nobody else that is in his caliber that is available. Yeah. Because we've talked about it. There's, there's maybe 10 guys that can do what Jacob Markstrom does, and that is every game give you a chance to win. Whether he's facing 20 shots, whether he's facing 45, whether he's played three and four, there aren't many net miners that I trust as much as Jacob Markstrom. Frankly, a lot of them play in the Metropolitan Division. So, Jersey, if you want to keep up, you should go get them. Yeah. Again, the island. Open up the coffers. Come on. Open up that wallet. Let's go. Yeah. Deal it out. the The Flyers having a great season. Like. Does their goaltending scare you? Not really. No, no. The Hurricanes? Like, no, never. I've never no. been afraid of Hurricanes goaltending. It's the only thing that right. makes me think that they're not an actual legit powerhouse, right? Like, yeah. you know, Bruins got good goaltending. Tampa's got really good goaltending. 
that's pretty much it in the Atlantic. The Rangers do. The Islanders do. This, well, the Panthers do. Bobrovsky's Bobrovsky's having back. a really good year. You know, Tristan Jari's having a solid season despite the Penguins not being great. You know, there's Hellevuk, there's Ottinger, there's Saros, there's Demko. Apart from that, you know, yeah. the, you run out of names really quick. Mm-hmm. So, I don't Super know. Super fascinating. Like, like once it, again, we'll play the clip again. This was Elliot Friedman this morning when he was talking about Jacob Markstrom available. Markstrom has a no-move clause. So, number one, he has to agree to anything. So, that's the biggest challenge there. Also, uh, if they did retain his salary, you're mm-hmm. still saving about three million bucks potentially against the cap for the next two seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could. Yeah. There's all sorts of room here now. Like, again, would the Flames if, be interested in retaining half for three years? I don't know. As it's been pointed out by Elliot Friedman on some of his recent hits with either 32 Thoughts or, or on the Merrick Show, the Flames have only done a retained salary transaction once, and that was when they traded David Riddick away. It's not something that is necessarily in their MO. As we've talked about in this segment, I think that they're open to it for sure. But when you're talking about $9 million over three years that's just gone, essentially, that you're just burning up for to watch Devil's highlights, I guess. Yeah. That's a hard sell. Now, if but, you're talking oh, a million, it, a million and a half, okay, sure. a little bit different. Right, I I get what you're saying, and and I agree with you, but it's also that if you want to maximize the return you're getting, yeah, a hundred percent, yeah, yeah, face, yeah, that's just the landscape of today's NHL with how tight the salary cap is. Like, and with the cap going up, I think that only helps. How's this potentially the Calgary? How's this for a plan? And, sure, I'm gonna and, I'm gonna maybe, lay some, Okay, no, you go ahead. Sorry, no, sorry. This what this is just kind of what I wanted to add. Like, I'm in the camp where if I'm going to extend one guy on the Flames, it's Noah Hannafin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Because I've seen an improvement. He's still, a, like, the amount of, like, miles that guy has, but he's still a young guy. Like, he's not, you know, he's not on the wrong side of 30 by any means. He's still in his 20s. He's, yeah. I think there's still upside with Noah Hannafin. And if you can save some cap space by trading away Jacob Marstrom to keep mm-hmm. Noah Hannafin here long term, I think that's something you potentially do because he's a type of guy that I don't think he'll age quickly. I just think that that the organization and the player, I wonder how close they got on a number. I wonder if they got very close and then the player decided, no, this I, I want to yeah. go back to the U.S. So as much sure. as it would be great to keep him, I think it's going to be the toughest one to do because you really have to do some hard work convincing the player. Yeah. And I don't know how much more you can do at this point. If that makes well, sense, well, like I feel like you've kind of done everything you possibly can for keeping what him, I do for know trying is to prove that you can retain him. I want no part of Elias Lindholm at nine million dollars. Yep, I agree. Would you want Noah Hannafin at seven and a half with the cap going up allegedly, like it's supposed to? Mm-hmm. I think that would be the going rate for a guy like him. Yeah, I agree. And again, it's just market value, right? Mm-hmm. Like defensemen just get more money. That's just the way it is. It's just harder to find good defensemen, especially when they and, eat minutes like that. And they have so much tread on the tire, but so much left. He hasn't dealt with injuries yeah. really. Like, nope. I don't know. I'm, I again. I've, I've been he, really impressed with him this season. He's yes. the guy that I think he's he's improved this season. He's been very good. Mm-hmm. For the Calgary Flames. And I like his, obviously, he has a ton of offensive upside. I just like 
what uh, the Flames get out of Noah Hannafin. And if you have him and Rasmus Anderson, who they got to work on an extension with down the road here too. But if if that's the is that if that's your blue line, and who knows, you're hearing all these things. What potentially Elias Lindholm can fetch from the Colorado Avalanche, you get super excited. Um, double B on the blue line, but whatever. Um, you have the linchpin of uh, the the Flames blue line here for the next few years, and you have good veteran guys who can help young guys coming in, and you have a a nice solid blue mm-hmm. line, which has been the calling card of the Calgary Flames for a while here now. Yeah, but. But again, when you're dealing from a position of strength, it only helps you out as an organization. And if Jacob Markstrom's potentially willing to move to a team like New Jersey, the, the, there's just a lot of exciting possibilities if you're a Flames fan because does that open the door for Dustin Wolf to see if he's a legitimate number one superstar NHL goaltender that they potentially think he could be? Then that's even exciting for the Calgary Flames. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a. I think it's a win-win. You give Jacob Marstrom a chance to win potentially a Stanley Cup. You thank him for his time here in Calgary. He's been a very good Flame, super intense guy who wants to be the best at his job, and he potentially could go chase a championship. You get some nice return. You get a nice return uh, potentially to build your franchise moving forward, and you give arguably your number one prospect a chance at the net to win the net and be that superstar goaltender. I think it's just a win-win. Yeah, I, I. I think it's a very good idea. Like, here's the thing: you get you're gonna have some options here, George. You know what? I got it. You know what? I have the rest of the season all planned out. Actually, as we've gone through this, I, I've come up with a couple of things, and I think that we can easily just solve everything for General Manager Craig Conroy right now. You want me to tell you what the deals are? Sure. Okay, we're gonna trade Chris Tanev, fifty uh, percent retained, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. In return, you're getting uh, Fraser Minton. Maybe something else on the side there, too. Maybe a little pick on the side there. Terrible world, Junior. Yeah, well, that's fine. I I still like the player a lot. There wasn't a lot of guys on Canada that had good world juniors. That's fine. Uh, So so there you go. There's one of them. Done. No problem. Uh, You like the return there. Uh, Lindholm. Trade him to Colorado. Uh Uh-huh. 50% retained. You're getting a first-round pick. You're getting Callum Ritchie, who they drafted 27th overall, can shoot the lights out in this last draft. And and you're getting some guy to make the money work, like some scrub on their fourth line. I don't know. Pick a name. Noah Hannafin. Oh, this is a good one. You're sending him to Dallas. 50% off. You're getting a first-round pick. You're getting Maverick Bork back. And you're getting another prospect on top of that. Maverick Bork, another good forward prospect, another really intriguing young player. who's Rex having Canadian. an outstanding season in the AHL as a rookie as well. And then... You talk to New Jersey, and you keep the conversation open, and you bend, but you never break. And if New Jersey decides to pay your price, they do it, but you can't retain at this point. But then what happens is you don't make the trade. The Devils go to the playoffs, and they can't get a save. They can't get a save anywhere, left, right, or center, out in the first round. Very disappointing season for everybody involved. Now you know what the Devils really need? Now it's for sure. Now they need the goalie. Now they're willing to pay the price. And, oh, July 1st has rolled around. You got no more retention problems. So now you can do, you know, a million bucks retained on the goaltender. Give Jacob Markstrom, you know, at five million bucks to the New Jersey Devils. You bring back a, 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 Nemec, a Nemich and uh, maybe a, a another prospect or, or maybe you just you get Nemich. You in that? You want their goal? No. No? No, I don't want three goalies here again. No. I'm going Vladar Wolf next year. 
And and there you go. It's that simple, George. That's the next six to eight okay. months for the Calgary Flames. It's that simple. Done. We just want to package Done. that up in a little MP3 and CC the, the club. No problem. Done. It's that simple. Easy peasy. I don't know why everyone says this GM stuff so hard. <laughs> uh, interesting. Because uh, they value their guys more than you value them. <laughs> uh, again, we'll find out here uh, w- within the next uh, few months here. Um, but again... Uh, Flames in Nashville tonight. I would assume Jacob Markstrom gets a start again. Uh, yeah, they have a back-to-back this weekend. So yeah, Markstrom will play this week, uh, play tonight, and then he'll probably go Philly on Saturday, and then Provodar to Chicago on Sunday. Set it after the Wild game. Like you trade, like you start Markstrom every game because right now he's playing out of his mind. So yeah, and he might single-handedly drag them into the postseason. So, um, interesting times indeed ahead for the Calgary Flames and their fans. All right, straight ahead. Our big bets brought to you by Sports Select, and um, I talked about it in the six o'clock hour. World Juniors doesn't really get me going. I know that makes me un-Canadian. Also, um, not a fan of the tragically hip. That make that also makes me un-Canadian. What makes you un-Canadian? There's a lot of good ones rolling in on the text line. We'll play those to wrap up the show, too. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We'll wrap up today's program with um, what makes you un-Canadian? What's something that you're supposed to love as a Canadian that it doesn't float your boat? It doesn't wet your whistle. It doesn't, it sticks in your craw. 960-960. Uh, butter tarts has been a theme. I saw types of chips poutine's have floated getting, around on the text line. Uh, poutine's getting dragged. I'm out yeah. on poutine. What? I'm out. I don't like That's it. stunning. This is a crazy development in the you, show's history. You're not a big fan of cheese curds, eh? No, it's just... What I don't is know, it, man? I'm not a big gravy guy. It's too right. much, too much carbs in there. Like, oh, man, shut up. Caring about Hurts. his physique. <laughs> too many carbs. Hurts, but have you had like me. real poutine with the actual cheese curds and the? Not yeah, like I mean, real authentic. What, what do you mean? It, like I haven't been to Montreal or anything. But don't get an A and W poutine. <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, well, I've had oh, other just... poutines before. It's I don't know. I don't. It's not not very good. It's not my thing. Never been down to the big cheese. No, I'm, well, big I haven't been anywhere. Have we, as we discussed earlier, well, the big cheese is in town. It's on so Seventeenth oh, Avenue. You don't have to go anywhere for that. I, I, I didn't know what you meant by the big cheese. Don't I he doesn't leave there. his house? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'm Unless not, it's I'm to not golf. searching out uh, poutine. Yeah, I do like golf, but yeah, <laughs> golf or bang weights. Mm-hmm. You do some indoor golf, golf dome. Uh, every now and then, might do some simulator golf, but not a whole lot. <laughs> See, he he loves he likes what he likes. Yeah, he's a simple but, man. It just uh, Patrick, uh, you know, you, you very, uh, you and GVP, I think, live similar lifestyles. We're simple, yes. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. Nothing wrong with that. Um, if you have a uh, poutine business, uh, we'd love to for you to change uh, Patrick's mind, uh, GVP's mind on poutine. I'll give it a try. Yeah, change my mind. Like, we'll have to get him a good poutine. Find him a good one somewhere. Okay. Just not for, guts most no. of the time. But Can yeah. you eat twenty? Well, pounds yeah, of it it's like obviously Joey gonna, chestnut in ten minutes. It's obviously no, going to make no. you feel like terrible, but yeah, that's why I don't want to eat that stuff, man. Okay, I don't know. 
I went out for a big right. dinner yesterday, and when I was done, I was like, yeah, I got to, like, not overeat as much. 30 now. I start to feel uncomfortable. I'm like, ah, I don't even like walking home right now. <laughs> Did you do one of those things where you undid a belt buckle? You're like, ah. No, I was walking. I would have lost my trousers. Okay. <laughs> your tr- <laughs> your slacks. <laughs> Some nice pleated my pants. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> there's a there's something <laughs> called a trouser whatever that always makes me chuckle. It just it's just slipping my mind right now. Is it is it? No, Brent Cronulla. <laughs> no. Um, let's get to our NFL big bets, and it's brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select pools. Make your picks at SportsSelect.com. Must be eighteen plus. Please play responsibly. Hit it, GVP. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Gambling. Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Um, producer Patrick Dumas, tell us the standings heading into the final week of the regular season. Final week of the regular season standings look like this. Maddie Rose leads us uh, leads the whole thing by 62-38-2. Mm, wow. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, that's really good numbers. I'm eh? second at 52-47-3. And George bringing it up uh, last, 49-51-2. Can get to 500, though, with a good week. Yeah, I my goal is... Or see, over 500. We, um... We had a bet at the beginning of the season. The guy who finishes last gets roasted on the show. So I look forward to getting roasted. I just want my record over 500, and then I can get roasted on the show. That's my dream scenario. That That's the two things you're trying to achieve at this point in the season? You're like, yeah, I think, I think season's some over. The- you're like some of these teams going out there. You're like the Panthers. You're like, you just want to get out there. You know, show something good on tape for when I hit free agency yeah. and not get hurt. Those are the basically the things I think, you're trying to do here in the final weeks of the season. I think Brent Cron and uh, Eric Francis should be one of the the roasters of me. I think that'd be good. Yeah, oh, those, be those are some good picks. Yeah, I think that we might have to call some of your old buddies from uh, Toronto and get them on the show as well. Some really? of the guys that really know you know you a little bit better. Oh, okay. So we can learn about what you were like back then, back in the day. Okay. Uh, um, the word's fantastic. I don't know. <laughs> let's get to the picks. No, let's do it. Uh, it's the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Gardner Minshew and his jorts are one and a half point underdogs at home. The total, Maddie, 47 and a half. Did you see the social media of Gardner Minshew talking about Max Crosby? No. If no, you I have didn't. not, it's very good. It's essentially okay. like that man is very angry and he's very <laughs> mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's his deal. He's got two X's in his name. Uh, yeah. That being said, uh, I'm not picking Gardner Minshew. I'm taking the Houston Texans minus a point and a half. I just trust CJ Stroud in this spot. I'm going to take the Texans. Okay. Patrick? It's a dangerous spot. Expecting, you know, Gardner Minshew and the Colts to continue to play four weeks in a row good football. But they're getting a big guy back on the defensive line, Grover Stewart. Their D has taken a big step down since he was How many suspended. Grovers have you met in your life? I have never met a single Grover. Not enough. Okay. Uh, right. You know, outside of just the, the Sesame Street Grover, don't know any Grovers. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor's been running, yeah. running like a madman since coming back from injury. It's a big spot in the Loud House. Uh, give me the Colts plus uh, one and a half here. Remember okay. how Jonathan I, uh, Taylor just like held the entire offseason up and now I haven't heard about him at all this year? He's been good the last yeah. few weeks since coming back from injury. Mm. I am uh 
I'm going to take the over in this spot, 47.5. It's just something about these AFC South games that fly over the total. I'm going to take the over. I think there'll be some points on this game on Saturday. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars must win in Tennessee against the Titans. The Jags minus five-point favorites. The total, just 39.5. Apparently, Max Crosby was calling everybody little-ass boy when he was playing <laughs> the class last game. I love <laughs> Which Max is terrifying. Crosby. That's terrifying. That's scary. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to <Yeah>. take, <laughs> take the underdog here. I'm going to take the Titans. Plus five points. Um, I just think the Jags have just had such a disappointing season at every single turn. What better way to let down their fans than losing to the Titans in the final week of the season and really hurting everything that you've done this year as far as the playoffs go? I'm going to take the Titans plus the points. Okay, Patrick. Uh, I think, you know, like Trevor Lawrence... also, Mike Vrabel hates losing, so yeah, that's another he, key he, point. He I think hates losing. Yeah, he, um, yeah, like they've been they, they they've been a bad team. They started pretty good. They could have been five and zero to start this year, outside of some bad luck. But uh, I think that the Titans team is a is a team that's going to get fired up. They got some jobs on the line. I think they're going to keep this one within the five points. Give me the Titans uh, at home to mess with Jacksonville and uh, try and keep them out of the playoff. Well, yeah, I like I like uh, the Teton. I like the Teton plus the points here. I think they can keep it relatively Trevor close. Lawrence, which, what, he practiced, but he hasn't been throwing. Uh, which could be uh, Derrick Henry's last game in Tennessee yes. with the Titans. It, he sucks. Yeah, it does. Uh, he's been a good Tennessee Titan. Mm. But Tajay Spears just waiting. Waiting. Um, NFC South, really important game. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road to face... Their owner throwing drinks at the crowd, Carolina Panthers. Tampa minus four and a half, the total 37 and a half. Now that David Tepper's in his home stadium and can throw drinks in the privacy of his personal suite, I don't know if anybody's going to stop the Panthers. I'm going to take him plus the points. Wow, okay, Patrick. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, again, Baker Mayfield, he left last week's game with a rib injury. I don't know what his status is going. He'll probably play, but he's they barely beat the Panthers a month ago. Carolina's been better outside of getting shut out uh, last week against Jacksonville. David Tepper obviously showing his his anger towards the whole thing. Uh, give me the Panthers to try again, mess with the Buccaneers. Don't know if they get the win, but they're going to keep this one close. They cover the four and a half. I hate this game. I hate everything about it. I'm going to take the under 37 and a half. Mm, It's just so small. It is. Um, Not something you want to hear, but I definitely 37 and a half is a low number. I think there's going to be a lot of running the football. And tick, tick, tick goes the clock. And especially if Kyle Trask is under center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think uh, low scoring. In this game, we're doing our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Light. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, halfway through. Patty's going to have a little bit of uh, interest on this one. The Chicago Bears, who have been playing some great football lately, on the road at Lambeau to play the Packers, who are three-point favorites. The total, 44.5, Matty. Yeah, I think that this is a pretty high total given these two groups. Um the under has been very kind to me all season long. I don't really love the line, so I am going to go ahead and take the under. Patrick. You know, Justin Fields wants to go out and say, you know, the place the fan, their fans are only loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay. 
except watch football. You're damn right, Justin Fields. That crowd is going to be louder than you have ever imagined. Aaron Rodgers still owns you. Well, Jordan Love's going to take over that ownership as well. The Packers get into the playoffs. They don't let this happen two years in a row. Uh, a division team coming in there, messing with their playoffs. Jordan Love, Packers, they win. They cover. Minus three. They should let you do the pregame speeches. They'd never yeah, lose I'm, again. I'm fired up. Yeah. <laughs> and after everything Patrick just said, I'm taking the Bears. Oh. <laughs> I think the defense has been good and uh, been very good. And uh, again, uh, I think maybe the Jordan Bears have saved Matt one. Eberflus's job. I don't know. Maybe they have. Defense looks good. Well, if you believe TJ Edwards, he wants Matt Eberflus back next year. Yeah, they look good. Mm. Um, this should be uh, a very interesting matchup in uh, the District of Columbia. Or Maryland, Landover, it's in Landover, right? The stadium, yeah. FedEx Field. Yeah, they're mi- they're miles from DC. Yeah, uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Commanders. Uh, Dallas, big thirteen point favorites. Total forty five and a half. Matty, how about them Cowboys? I don't know if they're going to be playing a whole bunch of guys, but I feel they need like to win they to get win the, the division. division. Well, they got to win, but at the same time, are they going to play the guys the whole time? Because how long is it going to take them to throw up twenty one on the Commanders? And then it's going to be coasting time. Oh, you think it'd be resting just because they're up big? Yeah, like, come okay, on. What okay. are we talking about? Washington here? They traded away all their def- defense. Their quarterback's not that good. I'm taking the under on this one as well. Okay. Well, wait. You can't take both. What are you talking about? I thought you said you're taking Washington. Uh, no. D- taking Dallas. No, 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 no. My point here is oh, that okay. the Cowboys right. are going to be resting guys as soon as they get up big, and the okay. commanders aren't going to score any points at all. So I see okay. this being like twenty-one nothing at the at halftime and like twenty-four to three at the end of the game. Okay, uh, were you as confused as I was by that pick, Patrick? No, I, I figured it out. I figured he where he oh, was going right. to get. But okay. uh, uh, it is a big number, and I just feel like you know what Dallas is going to make this thing difficult for themselves to make uh, the NFC East go their way. They might get the win. But I think the Commanders are going to go out, uh, go out tough in their final game with a lot of guys okay. fighting for jobs. I think they cover that 13. Uh, I'm going to go against you, Matty. I think I'm going to go over the total. I think there's going to be a lot of garbage time in this game. Mm. Ergo, garbage time points. Give me over 45 and a half. It's the, it's the granddaddy of them all on the Week 18 schedule, the Rose Bowl game, if you will. The Buffalo Bills on the road to win the AFC East against Tua and the Dolphins. Buffalo minus three-point favorites. The total, Matty, 49 and a half. It's a big total. It's a big old total. Both these guys can put up the points, but big game for both clubs. I think they're going to be locking it down. I'm going to take the under again. Patrick. Yeah, I agree with Matty there again. Uh, it's just like the injuries with two and J.A. I wonder how much, like, how effective they can be. They'll try it out for sure, and Buffalo – they need a win, kind of. You know, like they, they can still miss the playoffs with a loss if everything goes different uh, earlier on Sunday and then on Saturday. So it's a big spot for the Bills. It's also a get right spot for the Dolphins. Wonder how Tyreek Hill's doing. That house fire yesterday, that's bad. Uh, and everything. He's The family's okay. Wonder how his mindset is. But yeah, give me the under in this one. I think it's going to be a. I think the defense will show out, even though Miami doesn't have any. But... Man, this is a tough game. You know, I think we might see a shootout in Miami. It might be a blockbuster game with points all over the board. Give me the over the 49 and a half. All Let's right. do it. Um, NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play 
responsibly. We got about four minutes to go in the program. I talked about it in the six o'clock hour. Not the biggest fan of the tragically hip, and mm. the World Juniors really doesn't get me get me going like the Australian Open would, which gets going next weekend. But um, what's something that makes you un-Canadian? Uh, Maddie talked about a specific coffee chain that he doesn't like the food for. Patrick, you were going to come up with something. What did you come up with? I'm not a big fan of KD. Oh, whoa. Oh, I like real okay? mac and cheese, like making it. I like baking it myself. The American-style mac and cheese. I'm not a fan of Kraft Dinner. Mm. Okay, and uh, GVP, uh, not a fan of poutine. Quote, too many carbs. Yeah. <laughs> not a gravy guy either. Slim not a gravy guy. Not a gravy guy either, yeah. which is just a just, terrible take. Yeah, go drink oh, some on. milk. <laughs> come on. That's enough. How do you not like gravy? Might have some milk coming in for you next week, GVP. I don't know. Stay Gravy's tuned. Gravy's just Wait, all, what? you know, thick and gross. It doesn't show. sit well, man. You literally drink milk every <laughs> single night. I, not every single not night. Not every night. I have, I have a glass or two with some meals, maybe. But <laughs> or two? No, with like with multiple meals. I might have a glass of milk with lunch or dinner. Like, like Better than a Pepsi. I don't know. It, it's, milk is more healthy than gravy. Uh, yeah, milk is yeah better than gravy. Yeah. All right. Try to eat clean, man. Okay. Uh, clean living, Jeez. clean life. Um, yeah, bodies at temple. Hey? <laughs> yeah, um, Rose. Text- <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Texty McTexterson is our Sportsnet 916 fan. Text reading robot, uh, and he joins us with some of your text messages. What makes you un-Canadian? Oh, Texty. Oh, need Burley. Is your computer muted? Your Burley's okay, on. Okay, guys. Let's. Oh, geez, let's get it ain't muted here at the end of the program. It's just not working. Oh, you know, GVP, you're gonna play these then. Oh, you're sitting at the wrong chair. Try again now. <laughs> Paul in Tuscany. There we go. I don't oh, like yeah, the hockey fine. song by Stomping Tom Connors. Worst part of going to a game live. <laughs> not gonna lie. Not a, not a fan of it either. Okay. Has it been done a little bit to that death? and the wave? Probably. They both kick rocks. The wave is not Canadian. It's just I know. A sporting thing. It's a Mexican but, thing. But yeah. yeah. Oh, hmm. they invented it. Hell yeah. Eighty-six okay. World Cup. Huh. That was the first big wave. That's where Coca-Cola did their thing. Oh, I believe there's actually a guy. Yeah, never mind. It's a, it's a long story. All right. Uh, not a fan of Stompin' Tom. Okay. Brand from Regina. He doesn't even like Bud the Spud? Oh, I love Bud anyway. the Spud. Okay. Well, that's a Go ahead. Oh. Sudbury Saturday night. Yeah. The boys are stinking drunk on a Sudbury Saturday night. <laughs> it's Bud the Spud from the bright, from the real bright mud. Rolling down a highway smiling. The spuds are big on the back of Bud's rig. They're from Prince Edward Island. They're from <laughs> Prince Edward Island. <laughs> okay. Brent from Regina. Butter tarts are gross. Yes. This has come up a lot. Yeah, they're not that good. I, I do like butter tarts. I have a sweet tooth. Mm. Um, do I prefer butter tarts with or without raisins? I don't really know. I'm trying to really think about that. Do I like it better without raisins or not? But I do like, I like a butter tart. I'm not, I'm not a hater on a butter tart. Yeah, I don't like them. Not a, not as I go. No, I'm done. Bye. Get out. Okay. George is unloading the cliff on Canada today. (laughs) What's that? Ollie boot hates the world juniors, hates the tragically hip takes a run at Grande Prairie, is from Toronto, dumps on the CFL every chance he gets. You're bad-mouthing a Tim Hortons away from deportation, and I don't even think he likes Beaver. Oh. Tyler in Springbank Hills, Whoa. that's part of Canada. 
Ugh. Stop, Tyler. I do love Justin Bieber. He's a treasure. I think he said Beaver. Listen, I'm oh. a big fan of Beavers. <laughs> okay? Big fan. They build dams. They use their tails for stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, keep for, going. Like We're packing down the mud. This is, this is good. Keep going. Like what else? Good did, soaking what else, wet beaver what when else he's building do, its dam. What else do beavers do, George? Tell me about the life of a beaver. They chew wood with yeah. their teeth. Mm-hmm. They're very studious animals. Yeah, great. They're on our nickel. Yep. Really dodge that bullet. Yeah. Good Joe job. in Calgary. My anti-Canadian thing is I can't stand the taste of maple. Yeah, like, this has come up a lot, too. Um, Sometimes maple is a little too strong. A little overbearing. You, you said you have a sweet tooth. How can you yeah, not I like maple? I, no, I, like, I won't reach for, like, a maple donut. Oh, I can, for sure. Okay. No problem. That's what I'm saying. I've had the maple crown. Which is tasty. The um, Maple Crown Royal is not bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, it's oh, very you sweet. Think, like I had like like a crown made of maple. I don't know. I was just yeah, agreed. I crown. had no idea what you were talking about. I just skated by it and was trying to. Okay. All right, here we go. Yeah. Kevin in oh, Calgary. Okay. Saved it. My anti-Canadian thing is I can't stand the taste of maple syrup. I prefer <laughs> pearl milling syrup over maple. And really, round bacon. Just give me some salty strips. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with the salty strips. Yeah, come on. Okay. Not a Canadian bacon fan. No. Okay. Mm. How many more Back you got? Back bacon. I got five. Okay. Ryan Rapid fire. River. Go. Rush. Emphatically. Don't like Rush. <laughs> okay. EFF and jelly in the hat, salt, and vinegar chips. Can we mm. send this abomination back to Europe? I mean, just why? <laughs> just why? <laughs> right on. <laughs> okay. GG in forest long. I cheer for Hockey Canada to struggle and even occasionally lose because I just can't cheer for a perennial powerhouse. There you go. Okay. Can't, not well, bad. Nothing to worry about. They're not a perennial powerhouse anymore. <laughs> anymore. So. Shaman in Calgary. I don't like poutine, which probably makes me very un-Canadian. Mm-hmm. Well, GVP mm-hmm. doesn't like poutine. GVP, okay. you're not supposed to text into the show. <laughs> and last one. Ryan in Calgary. Coffee Crisp is an average chocolate bar. I like Coffee Crisp. It's a good chocolate. I agree bar. with that take. It's good, but it's not. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Take or leave. It's fine. If you get it's it no at Halloween, Snickers. you're like, oh, it's nice. A little, little Coffee Crisp. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. It's no Snickers, like, or I think, Mars. I think Twix is number one, wouldn't you say? Twix, like, from a guy who says gravy's so bad for you, Twix is literally the worst chocolate bar you can eat. Silly wabbit. Twix is It is. kids. <laughs> it literally is. Like, calorie and fat content-wise, it's, like, the worst you can eat. They're oh. all terrible for you, man. Yeah, but, well, yeah I know. I, I really good point by GVP there. Best chocolate bar, I think, is Twix. Just gonna... my, uh, my favorite was years ago when I was, when I was a young lad. Uh, Michael Smith, the, the decathlete, uh, mm. he does a great job of being a broadcaster on CBC during mm-hmm. Olympic coverage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe he also lives in Calgary. Oh. He uh he was a spokesperson for Mars. Oh, yeah. he was a decathlete. That's great. He yeah, I just finished treats. throwing to discus. What yeah. I reach for is a Mars chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. I like that. Yeah, Good for him. Hell yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see that? Which, which player was it? Uh, World Juniors. He drinks drank a Coke on the bus or on the on the, on the bench. Well, that's Ovechkin. Well, that's yeah. the Ovi. Well, yeah, it was, it was a world. Too. He's just like 
Chara did too. Yeah, Chara did that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. He's hey. a big man. A lot, a lot of, a lot of slander towards that particular coffee chain on the text line. Not a, pe- not a lot of fans of it. Yeah. Um, what do you got coming up at Mucho Big Show? Well, continue the Canada trip. We're going to go to Winnipeg. Going to talk with Andrew Patterson oh, from Winnipeg oh, Sports Talk. Down to the bay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. So tomorrow, uh, the Cobra will be in studio, and we'll break down this uh, Flames and Predators game. Enjoy the game tonight. Well, you almost made it. Uh, check out the putt. What's that? Oh, you're, oh, you're, you're, no, you're, you're good. You're good. You're roboting. You're roboting. Throw quick. Oh, did I? Am, am I fine? Yeah. You're good. All right. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever get your favorite podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Great ending of the show. Bye. Yeah, yeah, Bye. Yeah. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.